Greetings, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries, Great Ministries. We want to welcome you to this week's podcast. Thanks for joining us this week as we talk about the promises of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's podcast. We thank you for those who have joined us to learn what your promises say in the Bible. We pray that your word will go forward and not return empty, that it will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, I want to discuss the promises of God. If you Google how many promises are in the Bible, some sites will come back with an answer of over 30,000. Now, since there are only 31,173 verses in the Bible, that 30,000 number seems a little high. Another site says there are 13 promises, which is woefully low. I'm hovering around the 3,000 number because depending on who's counting and who's interpreting what a promise is, you will get different numbers. The Oxford Dictionary defines a promise as a declaration or assurance that one will do something or that a particular thing will happen. Since God is omniscient, He knows all things, past, present, and future. He is able to speak future events into existence because he is omnipotent. The first promise of the Bible is found in Genesis 3 and 15. After the serpent convinced Eve to convince Adam to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the curse was put upon creation. Satan, in the form of the serpent, would be cursed to crawl on its belly. Eve would have to bear the pain of childbirth. And Adam would have to sweat, work hard for a living, since the ground was also cursed. Let me caution men who blame Eve for the fall. God's instruction to not eat of the tree was given to Adam before Eve was made. Now there are two types of promises in the Bible, vows and oaths. An example of a vow would be when they start with if. So if you do what God requests, then he would do what he promised. So there's an if and then sequence. John 15 and 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Here we have to do something. Continue to be in his presence Remain in his word, and when we do our part, he is obligated to do his part. In my humble opinion, this is one of the most powerful promises in God's word. Those who have discovered its power also know to use it for the benefit of others and not themselves. An oath is a solemn promise with divine witness regarding one's future action or behavior. When we are called to court to testify, We place our hands on the Bible and swear, so help me God. In Genesis 22 and 15, God gave an oath to Abraham. He swore by himself. In other words, Abraham, I promise to bless you, so help me me. The first promise in Genesis 3 and 15 spells the doom of Satan and the promise of the coming Messiah. God announced that Satan would wound the Messiah but the Messiah would crush Satan. The Messiah would be the seed of a woman, not a man. 
This promise was made for all mankind. We must understand the context of all of God's promises, who the promise was referring to, and how that promise applies to us today. Let's continue to look at some of the promises of God. Exodus 20 and 12. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Societies that have strong bonds between youth and older generations have strong building blocks. Societies where the youth are fighting the older generations are in chaos. The promise in this verse is that your days would be lengthened. Youth that rebel have paid a high price for that rebellion. Here's another promise of God found in Isaiah 41 and 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. We have a command and a promise in this verse. God commands us not to fear. Fear, worry, and anxiety are often sin. Why should we fear when God has promised to be with us? He's telling us to remember who he is. My God is great. He is my God. My God is great. He is your God. My God is great. He is our God. Are you feeling weak? God promised to strengthen us. Do you need some help? God promised to help us. Are you feeling down? God's right hand will hold you up. What a wonderful promise. Here's another promise found in Proverbs 22 and 6. Start children off on the right way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. There is nothing wrong with the child learning to say, yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am, yes, sir, or no, sir. There's also nothing wrong with an older person saying the same thing. I still use yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, no, ma'am, and no, sir. Taught to me at an early age to respect all people. 1 John 2.25 has this promise. It says, And this promise that he has promised us, eternal life. Now all souls are eternal, whether in heaven or in hell. We have eternal life with God based on our trust in his word. We must have a relationship with God on this side of life. And I absolutely love this promise. The last promise that I want to discuss in this podcast is found in 1 John 1 and 9. It is one of my favorite promises. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Here we have a classic if and then. If we confess our sin, then he will forgive us our sins. To confess means that we're willing to say and believe the same thing about our sin that God says about it. If God says it's sin, we agree that it's sin, and we confess those sins, then we are in agreement with God. Our sin is against God, so our confession should be to God. Our sins are not forgiven because we confess. If that were true, then we would have to remember all the sins we committed, confess them all, but if we leave out just one, we would still be damned because sin cannot enter into heaven. We're forgiven because of the punishment that we deserve was put on Jesus. We're all sinners, all of us, 
But we have a choice. We can let Jesus take the punishment for our sins, or we could die in our sins and spend eternity in hell. We're given a choice. If you choose today to accept the free gift that Jesus has already paid on the cross, pray this prayer with me. Jesus, thank you for taking my sins to the cross with you. I've been forgiven, and I want to spend eternity with you. Thank you again for shedding your blood for me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family. Find a good Bible teaching church to continue in your studies. And join us next week as we continue with the promises of God. Great Ministries is supported by friends like you. We thank you for joining us this week. If you'd like to support Great Ministries, go to the website, click on the donate button. You can also write to us, call us, or email us. Share this podcast with your friends, your neighbors, and the unsaved. Until next time, have a blessed week. 